Kevin, thanks for your time this morning. Hey, thank you. It's always good to be with you, too. I, okay, I, I think you're right. And, in fact, I'm confident I can look at what's happened where casinos are. And, yes, there are increases in crime. All of it attributed to casinos? I don't know, but it, it's you can't deny the reality of what you're saying. On the other hand, can't we agree Representative Stevens is right? It would generate money. It would create jobs, improve the tax base, help the Hope Scholarship, the, the lottery-funded Hope College Scholarship and pre-K programs. This is a case of both of you being right. How do I decide? Well, here's the point. Are we going to put money over morality? In other words, if the bottom line on legalizing any vice is all about the money, then may the Lord help us because we just had a Democratic candidate Sunday that said we ought to decriminalize prostitution. And I said when I testified over the last four years, starting with paramutual betting, we're going to call horses for hope. Is it going to be money for marijuana one day? God forbid, pennies from prostitutes. You know, the legislature is there to protect the people from being uh, duped into these types of vices and situations where they're uh, promised some type of utopia, you know, with gambling and the millions of dollars that will be poured into this uh, media campaign will be nothing compared to what we'll be able. It won't be a level playing field. And the people in the state of Georgia have made a choice. They put representatives there to keep this kind of stuff from getting on the ballot so that people will not be manipulated. All right, uh, Pastor Mike Griffin, Georgia Baptist Mission Board. Where are we now? And in terms of, I know we are on the calendar, day 29 of the legislative session, tomorrow crossover day. Uh, we've had some movement in recent days. People like Governor Brian Kemp, Speaker David Rostin, Lieutenant Governor uh, Jeff Duncan saying they wouldn't stand in the way of this. Uh, I haven't seen as much legislative activity on this as I have in years past. Maybe they're there. Maybe the lobbyists, the casino lobbyists are there. You are, and you would see them if they are there. This doesn't seem to be the hot-button issue it has been in recent years, and tomorrow is crossover day. I mean, legislatively speaking, is this thing going anywhere? Well, I mean, you know, there's you know, there's movement, and then there's movement. I mean, you've got people talking about it. Uh, Representative Stevens was on TV last night talking about that he was going to amend the casino amendment resolution on the floor tomorrow to put an either-or type of situation, either for the lottery and casinos or you're for neither, uh, really really muddying the water on that situation, and then hope that when it goes over to the Senate after crossover day that they will then tack on the paramutual betting, and so you'll get this conglomerate uh, constitutional amendment that just says, do the people want to expand gambling, to class three gambling in our state, which, we, which we've never had, which, by the way, just some of the recent polls from New Jersey, which has had gambling for a long time, uh, 62% of their residents said they wish they'd never had it. I mean, it was that, or that they think it's bad for their state. So, again, I don't, you know, I, 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 hear, I hear polls. Uh, how much is this really in the grassroots? How much are these senators and representatives hearing from their people? And how many of these people in these polls that say they wanted the people that actually vote? Uh, 
and do they vote in primaries? Something occurs to me to wonder, again, Mike Griffin, George Baptist Missions Board, I don't know how many times over the last four or five years, maybe longer, we've had uh, pretty much this same conversation. It's never occurred to me to ask this until now. Uh, We have gambling in Georgia. I can go down to the quick trip right now, pick up a pack of lottery tickets or a stack of lottery tickets. However, they sell lottery tickets. I don't play the lottery. I could, and that's gambling. I, I don't know you personally, the Georgia Baptist Missions Board, if there is a position on this, if there was a wand to wave and make the lottery go away, would you do it? Well, you know, here's the here's just the general fact. Every dollar that you raise from gambling proceeds costs you another three dollars in social expense. And, you know, crime goes up, bank bankruptcies go up, addiction goes up, jobs go down, savings go down, spending on basics go down. And, you know, already we're hearing, you know, Representative Stevens calls these little mini casinos that we've got now, you know, with the video poker and pipe machines in there. You know, again, people say, well, we've already got it. Why not the other? And I'm thinking, well, that's why we don't need any more. Due respect, I didn't hear a yes or no to my question, though. I mean, if you could, would you make the lottery go away? Well, I think there are other ways to fund education. You know, we hear things being said, our best and our brightest children are our number one asset then why are they not number one in our budget you know when this lottery was passed of which i'm not here to you know we're not here to debate that by way of any legislation but i talked with a legislator that was there that was a house rep who told me at that time they probably could have put a three or four percent sales tax would have raised the same amount of money they were projecting at that day now i don't know what those Mm. figures would be today my point is since children are number one, they ought to be number one. And, you know, why don't the legislators get their income from the lottery? I mean, if children are to be number one, why do we put them in something that has to be based off of chance? Why don't we make sure that the real money is there? And won't we move something else to that? You know, n- nobody disagrees with the Hope Scholarship, but just maybe disagreement on how it's funded. Mike Griffin with us here again, the legislature considering, again, the casino gambling issue. Move on to a couple other things quickly, the time we have left here. Uh, the, the legislation, uh, the heartbeat bill, is in the House, as I understand it right now. It's, a, it's an abortion bill, or more to the point, an anti-abortion bill. Uh, it would, would outlaw abortion as soon as a fetal heartbeat is detected. I, I, I know your position on this without you even telling me. Uh, where is this one legislatively? Well, according to the website, there's going to be a hearing probably this afternoon at 2 or 3 in the House with Representative Setzler's bill, the Life Bill, and uh, which is which is nationally known as the Heartbeat Bill. So hopefully there'll be some movement on that and maybe it'll get to the, uh, the floor tomorrow. I'm seeing in other states, Iowa comes to mind, maybe some others, where governors have actually signed similar bills into law. That's true. I mean, uh, there's a tremendous, uh, once again, there's a tremendous awareness because of what has happened in Virginia and New York over the last few weeks. And people are once again realizing the reality of what abortion is. It is the killing of the unborn. And, you know, Ronald Reagan said it best years ago when he said, we cannot diminish the value of one category of human life, the unborn, without diminishing the value of all human life. Well, you know, it goes... 
Go ahead. You have to be horrified by what you're seeing now. I think most most civilized people would be. It's actually now, in a very horrifying fashion, gone beyond abortion to where now we're talking about I mean, people in positions of authority, people, governors, senators, are talking about laws that would allow for, this isn't even abortion. These are babies that have been born, and we're talking about putting them to death. Well, that's true, and, and, and what we're seeing is what we call fourth trimester or afterbirth abortions, as they're being called. And the, and the point is, if you're going to kill a child inside of the womb because of some fetal abnormality that's incompatible with your life ethic, then what's the difference between killing him after he's born, and that way you can make sure that you know whatever it is is really legitimate? Because the abortionist says, basically, there's no difference between killing the baby in the womb and out of the womb. And that's what pro-life people say. That's why they say sacred human life has to begin in the womb or you will eventually lose it outside of the womb. And so that's why you're seeing that they don't think three inches makes that big difference. And we're saying it makes it all the way through from the moment of conception. Matter of fact, let's use the same standard when someone is dead, their heart stops beating. Let's use the fact that it starts beating, and let's begin right there and draw that line. Uh, Mike Griffin, quickly let you go on this one, and I don't know. I ask here because I don't know the, the the questions of cannabis oil treatments, medical marijuana, the rest of it. Does the Georgia Baptist Missions Board have a position on this? Have they taken one? Are they saying anything one way or the other? Uh, the Georgia Baptist Mission Board does not take a position for or against medical marijuana. We do draw a line at cultivation and recreation. Mike Griffin, thanks so much for your time this morning. Hey, thank you, Tim. It's always a, a pleasure to be with you.